Welcome to From Realms of Glory, a Christmas audio series tracing promises about the coming of the Messiah until his arrival in Bethlehem of Judea. I'm Dr. J.J. Routley, Professor of Bible and Theology at Emmaus Bible College in Dubuque, Iowa. It's December 6th, and today we're at the end of the book of Genesis. For the past several days, we've been looking at the life of Abraham and the messianic promises that God made to the patriarch throughout his life that foretold of the covenant through which God would raise up the nation of Israel and its kings, culminating in the greatest of these kings. This seed of Abraham would be the one through whom all the nations of the earth would one day be blessed. Well, Abraham lived a long time and was greatly blessed by God in his life, but ultimately he felt the finality of sin's effect on creation. He died. And his son Isaac lived and died. And his son, Jacob, Abraham's grandchild, lived after him. At first, Jacob was not the model of a God-fearing righteous man. He swindled his brother Esau out of his birthright in exchange for some stew. He deceived his father into thinking he was his brother Esau, and so received the blessing that was meant for the firstborn. His actions led him to flee from the land of Canaan for a long time, but the Lord was with him and blessed him even in a foreign land and made him return eventually to the land of Canaan far wealthier than he had been before. Now Jacob himself had many sons through his multiple wives and concubines, twelve sons to be precise. His son Joseph was the oldest child of Rachel, his beloved wife, and so became a beloved child. Jacob gave his son a special cloak, and God gave Joseph special dreams and eventually a prominent position in the land of Egypt after much hardship and many trials. Joseph became second only to Pharaoh himself in all of Egypt. Near the end of Jacob's life, God allowed the patriarch to discover that his son Joseph, whom he had long believed to have been killed by a wild animal, was actually alive and living, no, more like reigning, in Egypt. To preserve his family from the famine that was going on in Canaan, God moved Jacob and all his household into Egypt to enjoy prosperity under Joseph's leadership. At the end of his life, on his deathbed, Jacob prophesied about his children and their future and the futures of their descendants after them. He began with the eldest, Reuben, and worked his way down the list of his children. Now, Reuben, Simeon, and Levi received bleak prospects for their futures and the futures of their tribes because of their violence and the sin that was done during their lives. Those who are after Judah, whom we will not discuss today, receive various prophecies about their future, but we really want to focus in on Judah specifically. When Jacob gets to Judah, once again a window is opened through which we get another glimpse of the coming of the serpent-crushing seed of Eve, of the nation-blessing global impacting seed of Abraham. Where other sons of Jacob are given only a few words, Judah is given five sentences. Jacob says, Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's son shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion. And as a lioness, who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, 
nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. Binding his foal to the vine and his donkey's colt to the choice vine, he has washed his garments in wine and his vesture in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine and his teeth whiter than milk. Genesis 49 verses 8 through 12. There's so much to unpack here. The language of this section is a language of kingship with Judah's hand on the neck of his enemies, his brothers bowing down before him, the kingly symbol of lions, but we really need to focus on verse 10 for just a moment. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. In the ancient world, whether in Mesopotamia or Egypt or Anatolia, the scepter was the universal symbol of kingship and regal authority. The ruler's staff indicates the same. These kingly symbols, Jacob says, will not depart from Judah. Now, there is some debate here as to how best translate the next phrase. The ESV renders it until tribute comes to him. The CSB and NIV have more of the feel of until one comes whose right it is to rule. The King James Version and the New American Standard have until Shiloh comes. Well, however it is rendered, the phrase points to the kingship not only belonging to the tribe of Judah, but to an ultimate king who would come from Judah, one whose right it is to rule, one who would receive tribute from the nations, one who would usher in perfect peace. And the obedience of the peoples, the nations, would be his. The Christmas story, then, is the story of the coming king of Israel, anticipated as early as the book of Genesis, who would not only be a child of Eve, that is, a human being, and a child of Abraham, that is, an Israelite, but here we see we are even given the specific tribe of Israel that he would emerge from, the regal tribe of Judah. Before we conclude for today, it is worth noting that we have spent the majority of this first week of Christmas looking exclusively in the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, for predictions about the coming of Christ. The Old Testament, far from being outdated and insignificant for the life of the church and the believer in Christ today, is foundational for an accurate understanding of the character and work of the coming Messiah. The birth of Jesus in Bethlehem was simply God's fulfilling of the ancient promises that he made to Israel's earliest ancestors. The prophecy that Jacob made concerning Judah was merely an amplification, a more precise rendering of the promise that God had already made to Abraham two generations earlier. Thank you for joining us for this episode of From Realms of Glory, a Christmas podcast. For more information about Emmaus Bible College, please visit Emmaus.edu. Join us tomorrow as we examine a messianic prophecy that comes from a Canaanite seer.